0: Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey. Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief,
1: Matt DeWolf.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Car Wash Magazine Live. I am your host, Matt DeWolf, and this is going to be a special edition of this program for you. This is our marketing panel. We're going to get together and talk about all things social media. So you are here because I have promised you a way to get some time back in your life, to stop having social media eat up so much of your time, to make better progress and see better results with all things social. And I'm gonna give you the the magic formula for that. Maybe. All right, spoiler alert, there's really no magic formula. This stuff is not, not as easy as it may seem sometimes. I understand it can be a little hectic for us all as we evaluate platforms and try to figure out what to post and where to post and how to post and how do we keep it going. So we're gonna talk about all that today. We're gonna get into it with our our panel of experts, we've got three folks joining us today. They're gonna be on in just a minute, but I wanna level set for everybody just a little bit here. This episode is gonna build on a couple of things that we've talked about previously, but I'm gonna quick refresher for you. We're gonna talk, it's really helpful if you're going into these things, if you have a journey map, okay? So up on the screen now, if you're watching, you can see what kind of a basic template to get started with the journey map is. And all that journey map is gonna do for you is give you a little bit of a framework for how to kind of structure the experience for the customer and to really get thoughtful and intentional about that process. So we're gonna build on that from this conversation. And then the second thing that we haven't really showed you, if you're looking at your screen now, this is a sample content calendar, okay? This is what I've used for Car Wash Magazine and various components of what we do at ICA. This is something super important, okay? We're gonna talk about this, how you feed it, how you nurture it, how you make sure that it never runs dry and is never empty. And that my friends is how we are going to roll on this program today. So I've got one more thing for you. In our experience, all the times we talk to all these marketing experts, one of the things that comes up repeatedly is which platform should I be on? When should I be exploring new things? Where should I stay? How do I focus my attention? Here's a quick video for you just to showcase where you should focus your energies and things you cannot avoid. There are four social spaces you really can't avoid. Number one is Facebook. It's the most active and well-known space for advertising to customers. The demographics here, they're gonna skew to the upper end of the millennial range at an average age of 40 and a half. The second one is Instagram. Instagram's gonna skew younger, so it's largely dominated by Gen Z and millennials. The interesting thing is that some 63% of users check Instagram daily. LinkedIn, largely seen as a professional space and B2B arena, but it's been growing in its content publishing side. It's most often the place where thought leadership style content occurs. It's more professional in tone and tenor, so there may be opportunities here. Google My Business, this is a big one. There are real benefits to GMB because it leans toward the bottom of the funnel activity, which means the audience there is closer to purchase because they are specifically searching for your services. So four social spaces you can't avoid. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Google My Business. All right, so that's just a quick overview for you of the four places we know you have to be. Remember, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Google My Business. Google My Business is a super important one. We're gonna spend time talking about that today. Now, my friends, guess what? There's really two approaches to managing social media. You can either do custom content and value add on each platform based on the specific tone and tenor of that platform, or you can take the things you post in one place and sort of post them everywhere. So we're gonna start a little bit with that conversation. Let's bring in our guests now to join me on the show. We've got Beth Martin, Sam Souza, and Wade Keith. Welcome to the program. Guys, where are you? Okay, yeah, there we are. (laughs) Don't leave me in a vacuum here. (laughs) Gosh, you guys are normally more fun than this. What's going on? Everybody having an okay day, are we good?
1: great day having
2: a great day great day did you spend too much time on social media last night is that is that what we're experiencing
1: (laughs) no but i did post this morning just to say that i did it since i was coming here so that
2: yeah that is foundational to what we want to avoid right i mean let's get out of this mindset of like oh crap i gotta post today so Let's go through each of you all's kind of approach to social in general. And I want to focus around whether you are looking for like economies of scale when it comes to, I want to post in one place and blast it everywhere, or I'm going to dive in on each platform and really be very specific about how I approach those. So let's start on my screen. We're going to start with Beth because you are closest to my window.
1: Okay. Excellent. Well, to give you some background, I am responsible for four separate brands Right now. So I've got 35 locations that I need to post on behalf of. And, you know, our strategy is to try to post two to three times a week. We take general themed areas that, you know, we recycle, you know, customize to the brands, but definitely similar themes across all of our posts. Facebook's extremely important to us. Instagram, we have a little bit of a different following and audience, which your video explained about. Twitter. We rely on Twitter more so from a partnership perspective. A lot of our sponsors that we work with, they have very heavily audiences on Twitter. So we let them do a lot of our posting on behalf of us for that. And then as you mentioned, Google My Business is probably the most important platform that you need to keep on top of.
2: Awesome. Super helpful to give that little bit of background in terms of how you all approach it, especially across the different brands, because that's a, that's a challenge. You can't really use the same exact voice for all of those. So that's something to work through as well. Next on the screen, we've got Sam. Sam, can you give us kind of your approach to managing across channels and how you go about that?
3: So yeah, we post regularly uh, across all channels. We use the same post on Facebook, Instagram, and Google My Business. We partnered up with Slam Car Wash Marketing. So when we schedule our posts and do it, it's that same post. And then throughout the week, we do stories on Facebook and Instagram pretty much every day keep them rolling through there but those are the three main ones that we post on we do post occasionally on twitter but we try to focus on facebook instagram and google my business and we do do the same post on each platform we try to post at least twice a week on there and then we'll add some when we have special events and stuff we put them in there
2: yeah, we're going to come back to that concept of stories and reels and how to use some of that stuff. We'll come back to that in a little bit, but I know that you guys are real active on that space and that's going to be super helpful for folks. Next up, hey, Wade, why don't you share Breeze Through's approach in terms of how you kind of tackle these channels?
0: All right, so we're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube is a pretty important social media. We use not a lot of people think of YouTube as being social media, but it is. And then we also do Google My Business as well. We're not necessarily posting post on Google My Business, we're more doing ads and then we're also paying for some ads to get our business higher in the hierarchy whenever people do a search on maps and that sort of thing. But we like to have separate identities on each site. Facebook is more of community focused, a lot of ads on there as well. But you know, my parents are on Facebook. They're not on Instagram, right? So each channel has is a little bit different. Instagram is more, we made that more of a culture page that was more designed for kind of our employees. Our employees can see themselves on there and they feel good about working for Breeze Through because they can see themselves on there. We do something a little bit slightly different on Instagram than we do Facebook. YouTube is more of commercials, longer videos, and that's a lot of community focused as well. If you go to our, our YouTube channel, you can check it out. I posted a new commercial today on there actually this morning we like to do different identities. It's been kind of hard to manage because we have a company that does our posting. And when there's turnover, you have to retrain the new reps on what the different identities are, but we've spelled it out in our brand standards guide, which channel has what identity. And so that makes it a little bit easier, but we're kind of in that transition phase right now. If you look at it right now, it's kind of all the same, but it's going back to the different identities. So that's how we use our social media different identities.
2: You know, Wade, it's interesting to hear you talk about YouTube because that is the forgotten space. And it is still like, it may be the biggest search engine. I don't remember the numbers. It kind of goes back and forth between that and Google, right? Of like where people are spending time and what they're searching for. I think one thing to remember on the YouTube side of the house is like, whatever you're putting out there and really whatever you're putting out out there in general needs to add value, right? So Wade, I think you, you, previously when we were talking, you talked about a time when you posted a video and you realized that people just really didn't like that. Like it was like the walk up to the grocery store or something, right? Like Make sure that whatever you're doing has purpose and intention behind it and aligns with that brand that you wanna put out there and is adding value or else it's just something else to manage, right? You're stuck on YouTube and you're going, man, I gotta put something on my YouTube channel today because I said I would, but I don't have anything to say. Well, then what do you do, right?
0: I see so many videos, I'm on YouTube constantly cause I'm I'm always looking at outdoor stuff to do and things to go and there's so many videos of people three quarters of their video is just them driving to the place. I'm like, nobody cares about that, man. Get to the point. I like to have videos that are like two minutes or less, you know what I mean? For attention span. And so, but yeah, a lot of these videos, you know, 20 minutes of them driving to the place and then five minutes of them fishing to the spot that I'm trying to learn about. It's like, "Ah, why did it take so much time? (laughs) Yeah. You got to scrub through, you got to sift through all the garbage to get to the good
2: stuff. Right. We talked a little bit about approaches and kind of how you guys go about that on the different platforms. Let's come to a little bit of a conversation around where do you get stuff to post? And we were just talking about YouTube, right? Like posting some kind of garbage to get to the good stuff. What's been kind of key for you all in terms of making sure you can stay on top of it so you don't get behind and that you, you do have a little bit of sanity as you do this because there's creating the content, but there's the whole other side of this thing that eats up time, which is responding and engaging. So we're gonna set that part aside for right now. I wanna focus really on creation. And how do you stay ahead of that? Let's go in reverse order. Let's go, Wade, can you kick us off to start and we'll go back the other way?
0: We have a content calendar that we've been working at for years to create. Every year, we kind of have some of the same events that always go on. We have the Larimer County Search and Rescue Fundraiser. This last year, we started to do a river cleanup, which will be an annual thing as well. And so over the years, we've developed the content calendar. So there's always kind of the same thing that happens every year. And we know how to start building up to those events. But if you're new... If you're a new car wash, you're going to be figuring that out, but make sure you document all that stuff and you keep track of it. So it makes things easier as you get a little bit further down. We do a lot with fundraisers in our content calendar too, especially starting April to the end of November in our content calendar. We make sure we leave spots open every single week. So we can include information about what happens at the fundraisers. That's a lot of really good content. That kind of content really indexes as well for organic reach because a lot of people respond to it and they engage with it because they love seeing their faces and on our social media and that sort of thing. So that's really good content for us as well. But really the thing is, is creating a calendar and also with your calendar too, know that sometimes you have to be flexible. I mean, I wrote down here that, I mean, we've had a couple of people break into our locations recently, and we've got a lot of really good organic reach from that because everybody wants to gang up against the bad guy. And then we post something about somebody breaking into our site and the whole entire town sits there and gangs up and tries to fight the bad guy. We have to be a little bit flexible with our content calendar to plug certain things in as things happen. But I would just say, you know, create a content calendar, know what works well, employee highlights works well, community events work well, giveaways work really well. I mean, if you give away concert tickets. You got a lot of people that are engaging organically with that kind of stuff. And so create a content calendar, but also leave a few things in there that you can be flexible with where you can take a post out and you can insert a post when it's relevant. But those are a few things that we do with our content calendar that do well. And that's how we keep track of it. And that's how we plan.
2: Yeah, that content calendar piece is huge. And I talked about at the top of the show, but it is a living, breathing document. So you do have to nurture it. You do have to stay on top of it and keep looking at it. It's not quite like it's not quite like setting it and forgetting it and hoping that it's just going to run. You do have to pay attention to it and work on it. Hey, Sam, how about you? What's been kind of helpful for you to stay ahead of it and to be able to like <laughs> not spend all your time on social?
3: So we're we're a single site. We've been up and running almost two years now. So we just teamed up with uh, Slam Car Wash Marketing to help us because I've been doing all the social myself as well as running the car wash. You run out of ideas. We don't have a marketing team, so... It's been a real help teaming up with them. They got a lot of great ideas. So we basically schedule all the posts a month out. I have bits and pieces that I want. They bring ideas. So we do two posts a week and we fit. We're now starting to build the content calendar, what we do on events and different fundraisers throughout the year. So we plug those in in between. But that's been a real help coming up with different ideas with what works. We've teamed up with a local restaurant here in Chino Hills, Roscoe's Famous Deli. So we do Motivational Monday they comment, like us, tag us, and they get a $25 gift card for lunch on Facebook and Instagram. So that one's got a lot of good you know, engagement. We do a, an employee highlight. So it's been real good planning the whole month ahead because then I don't even have to think about it. I can do stories or plug in just different stuff, but I know the posts are already going and we've got them scheduled. We send them the pictures from the site or what we want to go over ahead of time, and then everything's pre-scheduled to go out. So we don't forget to do it or... Oh, I got busy. I didn't have time to post today. It's all scheduled for a month.
2: I love that you get ahead of it, but I'm hearing you say that then you fill that time with more social time. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> that's okay. Because we're going to talk about how that's helping you, because I, I know you've got some really strong tips for people and how, how you can use those stories and reels and TikTok and a lot of fun things to kind of drive the other side of the business. But we'll come back to that. Hey, Beth, how about you? What do you do, especially as the scope of what you have to cover grows how do you stay ahead of it
1: well it's definitely not a one person show so we actually involve our team members a lot with content and you know to brainstorm ideas when things are happening around the wash we incentivize our team members to send in content and pictures and you know that can be anything from a $20 amazon gift card or we've recently unveiled a new swag site which has just a bunch of logoed items, you know, that they're able to purchase through a website. And then we award them points based on, you know, good things that happen around the wash and submissions and things like that. Another thing that you can use, I think, to really leverage your social platforms that Wade and Sam had not discussed are, you know, put out good reviews that you've received from your customers. Because when you say, you know, this is what so-and-so said about us, then that almost feeds into customers like, you're right. I'm going to go leave a positive review. And we've had people use that exact same language. You know, we're the best car wash, best car wash experience around. You know, we love the free vacuums. So kind of plant those seeds also with your social posts because your audience will pick up on that and hopefully reciprocate.
2: Part of this struggle, right, is building the calendar and then populating the calendar. We've got some good ideas, we've got giveaways, we can do some, I like the review posting thing, I like the employee highlights pieces. What, what do you do when that gets boring? Where do you go for fresh ideas or like, how willing are you guys to try things? And anybody go ahead and feel that one. Oh, you're all jumping at it. I see it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll try I'll try anything. And I've bombed spectacularly before. And that's okay. Just involve other people to help you with content ideas. And, you know, we were talking about YouTube earlier. And I haven't posted anything on our YouTube channel in quite some time. But one of our most popular posts of all time was kind of a take on Mike Rose, Dirty Jobs where we did, you know, a dirty jobs segment around the car wash with cleaning the pit and, you know, using employees for that video. And so it's just, you have to, I guess, have a sense of creativity and know that everything that you post isn't going to go viral, but just have fun with it.
0: When I run out of ideas, I look at our surveillance camera and, uh, (laughs) and our employees tripping on curbs or running into the gate or, or we have one video of a guy that's loading a car, and then all of a sudden he just gets pummeled by all the snow that was on the roof. And so we kind of throw that stuff in there as well, because that's pretty engaging content. <laughs> so I agree with, you know, Beth. I like Beth's strategy here. She likes to use employees. Employees can come up with cool stuff. They're always on social media. I try to steer clear of it so I can stay married because it's such a time suck sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I I would go to the employees and say, hey guys, we need some ideas for some good social media. And they're gonna tell you what's engaging because they're always on their phone looking at social media. I like that idea, Beth. I'm
2: gonna give you guys a way to regiment that a little bit, okay? So one of the tricks of content creation, and especially when you have to do things like put out a quarterly magazine, uh, as somebody in this room has to do, you have to have an editorial calendar that goes a little bit deeper. And so part of what we do is, you know, we have an editorial board. So that's a formal term in your everyday business. You don't necessarily have to call it an editorial board, but having people that you set some time with on a set of cadence, maybe it's monthly, meet with those folks and have just kind of a brainstorming session all at once. So like map it all out and put some themes on a whiteboard and just do a whole session around that. And that's going to help you, one, just set the expectation that, everybody's in it, right? Everybody, has a, everybody that's on that board has a say and they can get into it and own it. And they're gonna be more likely to bring those good ideas. But then the second thing is it keeps you way ahead on your content calendar to be able to kind of put some of that stuff out there and flesh out how you're gonna kind of approach that and if you wanna do it. So if you don't have an editorial board, you should form one. You should bring those people together on a consistent basis because it will bring great value to your content creation efforts. So that's my soapbox for the day. We do have a question from Emilio. He's in mobile detailing and he's kind of curious, what have you guys seen as kind of the best ways to promote a new business? So this probably gets more to Sam, maybe when you first started Your Wash or Beth and Wade, as you guys do new store openings, what are some ways to kind of get out there and kind of get started in the spaces?
3: So what we did when we first opened and promoted, we did two or three days of free car washes, got everybody here in town. We did a promotion on our membership, 50% off. So we had a lot of people signing up You know, that first month, getting everybody to the site. We did a lot of Facebook and Instagram boosted posts, letting everybody know we were open. We got on, on all the local groups. We're in Chino. So there's like Chino Connects, all the local groups and everybody shared, You know, hey, free car wash is now open. So drove a lot of new customers to the site by using those boosted ads that first week or two, and then continued the 50% off promotion for the club, you know, 60 days in got a bunch of people to sign up. So, you know, going forward, we're getting ready to launch uh, site two here. We're going to start construction pretty soon, but we're going to use the OpSpot spot campaign where people can text in and really drive. So you can reach a bigger market, but also do the boost posts and do the free car washes and then try to get them back the second time. So I think on social, you know, doing the boosted posts because you can target people that don't know about you instead of your followers. That would drive a lot of people to the site.
2: I think that's great advice. What about Wade or Beth? Do you guys have anything from a new business awareness perspective in terms of social presence?
1: I'll go before you, Wade. Just in case you take my idea. (laughs) Um, No, I I would say, honestly, look at Google My Business and do some Google AdWords so that when people are searching for you, if they're not necessarily going the social route, which may be kind of hard to break into, because that's another thing we have to talk about, right? Is that your following on social is typically going to happen organically and not overnight. So you can pay to boost as many ads as you want to gain a following, but it takes time. So I would go straight to the source with doing Google AdWords on Google My Business. You know, take your budget of maybe 7 to $10 a day and really do that for about 30 days just to kind of get that initial boost because those are people that are likely searching for mobile detailing and ready to have that service done right away versus, you know, just seeing something on Facebook and maybe acting on it, maybe not.
0: Wade, was that your idea? No, I, I mean, one of them, I guess. Yeah. So for mobile detailing, I would think that you guys are at a pretty good advantage because when you go and detail a car, you can get it nice and really good and clean. And so my advice kind of starting out is once you get a customer that's very happy with your service and what the product you provided and what you did as well as as far as the service have those people be your brand advocates and you know, have them post pictures of their nice shiny car and tag you in it and that sort of thing. But you got to provide both. You got to provide a good product and you also have to provide a good service and you got to be professional as well. And so when you provide those two things, people will be happy with you. And when people are doing the advertisement for you and promoting your business, people will trust that more than what you say. If somebody else says it, And that kind of goes in line with what Beth was talking about a minute ago as far as like posting good reviews and that sort of thing. We do the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. The customers are doing the advertisement for you. So build that reputation and maintain that reputation as well. And so that'd be my advice starting out. Maybe the second thing would be get involved with some community things. Once you do things for the community, people feel a lot better spending money with you. Opposed to just coming down there and getting product, they're providing for something bigger than just getting a car wash or detailed. So that's what I'd have to say.
2: We've got another question. This is questions from Patrick. I'm not even going to attempt the last name because I I know that I'm I'll butcher everybody's last name every time. Patrick wants to know how do you kind of create a budget? And you know Beth, I know you said you know start set a budget seven to ten bucks a day and kind of get out there. How do you guys approach like your social budget and that approach? You don't have to give me like hard numbers, because, you know, that might be part of your secret sauce. But how do you approach that budgeting process? And where do you kind of get some information? Beth, when you said that seven to 10 number per day, is it as simple as, hey, go on and start to make an ad and see where your dollars are going to get you in terms of reach? Or is it more sophisticated than that?
1: Sure. Well, from a digital perspective, I mean, you're always tweaking your ads, right? You're always tweaking your budget because, you know, you're going to be able to see almost in real time kind of what's working and what's not working. The way we do it, I don't know if it's secret sauce or what, but, you know, I assign a grand opening budget and I allocate a little bit to each of the areas such as digital print Radio, if I'm going to do TV, that type of thing. So, you know, it just depends on which kind of channel is most important to you. It's trial and error, honestly. Just sit down, figure out your goals, and then continually adjust.
2: Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. I want to move on to kind of the new piece, right? I want to talk a little bit about stories and carousels and what else you should be doing. So, Sam, let's come back to you said, you know, great advice on how to get ahead of things and how you're gonna get more time back in your life from social media. And then you, in the next sentence said that you're using that time to spend more time on social media. So talk a little bit about your approach with, I know you're doing a lot with TikTok, you're experimenting there, you're using that to fuel some other things. Can you just go through that approach for me?
3: Yeah, so what we're doing on Instagram, we do some stories and stuff, but we started playing around with some stuff, adding music to a lot of our stories and we see When you got music or different stuff, people engage with it more. So we started getting more views. But the music that you're able to use is kind of the generic stuff. It can't be the new song. So we started playing around with TikTok, which you're able to add, you know, the hot songs today on there. And We did a, you know, kind of a fun one for uh, Halloween. We had one of our employees dressed up as Joe Dirt. You know, he was loading cars on there. And we just threw it up there for fun, see where it goes. And, you know, now the thing's got like 430,000 views. We took that video, we shared it on like Instagram on our reels. We put it on there and made a story out of it. So we're using that same content, creating the content on TikTok and sharing it on the platforms. We're just getting more engagement and more uh, views on the other channels because of the song. You know, it's a popular song that's out right now, and everybody hears it. So then they'll actually watch that video and engage with it. So we're kind of using that platform. The TikTok, you know, we have fifty-five hundred followers or so, but maybe three of them are actually car wash customers. So (laughs) that's a focus to drive customers, but we're kind of using it just to create, you can do different slides, different videos, different reels on there, and then you can share them across your other platforms. So we're kind of using it to make content, to share on the other ones. And we're seeing that we're getting more engagement and more views on the stories and videos by doing that.
2: I love that repurposing of what you're doing in one space on another, because it helps you kind of, be efficient, right? You're not having to make a TikTok video and then say, okay, crap, that, that was really cool. I really like that, but I can't share it over here. I would have to go make it again. Leveraging something that's inexpensive slash free to be able to create stuff for yourself is a super helpful tip for everybody out there. That's awesome. I love that. Anything Wade or Beth, you all are doing in terms of trying out new spaces or specifically in like the stories and reels side of the house? Because I think that that's an interesting area that businesses need to be paying attention
0: to. Not here, Beth. That's for you.
1: <laughs> Darn it. No. <laughs>
0: no,
2: okay. No. Okay.
1: I'll share stories that come across from customers, but it's, it's no.
2: Well, for okay. So for you all watching at home, why the heck am I so big on stories? Why is that a thing? And it's because, at least for right now, stories and reels go past the algorithm, right? So trying to figure out how to get things in front of people and how to do all these things. It's a giant headache, and you have to try to keep up with that to know like what how the algorithm shift. Does Facebook like videos or pictures more today? What, the, what does it wanna do? What's it gonna show people? Stories bypasses that. It's gonna show that to your followers. It's gonna show that to the people that, that are gonna engage with you. So just a little tip, Stories bypass the algorithm until they don't. So pay attention to that, but right now it's a good place to kinda of start experimenting and have a little fun with. And so we're reaching the point in the program where you all get to drop some serious knowledge of your own making, right? I made you guys talk about social for a long time and kind of extract all the knowledge from you in that space. I want to know for operators out there, what's one thing I can do today that will make me better tomorrow in the vein of kind of social presence? So uh, let's start with Beth.
1: Great social content will never ever replace poor on site customer service. So we can sit here and talk social all day and allocate all this time and money and resources towards having, you know, these great social channels, but make sure that you're keeping your eye on the big picture. So that's my soapbox for today.
2: That's a good one. That's a really good one. No matter what you make it look like, it still has to deliver when you get there. That's perfect.
3: All right, Sam, you're next, my friend. I would pretty much agree with beth i mean you can do whatever you want on social but if you aren't implementing it on your site your site's not clean and, and presentable and you're not implementing you know, we try to have fun with our social our instagram but if you're not implementing that at your site the customer's going to come in and have a bad image and you know so i think you got to follow suit with your brand and implement it on your site what you're doing on social it doesn't matter if you're doing it on there but if you ain't doing it on site they're going to notice as soon as they pull up that the customer service isn't there, they're not being greeted. And so it's really not gonna matter what you're doing on that platform.
2: Awesome, yeah, awesome. Wade, one thing today that I can do to make me better tomorrow with the social side of things in mind.
0: I think Beth, you have the mic drop on this, <laughs> uh, this question. So, but I'm gonna give you a little bit different answer. One thing that annoys me, especially in the car washing industry, there's a lot of people bragging about themselves. I mean, it is called a status update, but don't focus on your status or your company status when you're posting things on social, focus on your customer status. And that will ideally lead to more cars washed, more sales. Focus on your customer status.
2: Great advice, great advice from our experts as always. Hey, Jeff, recap it for everybody. We covered off on a lot of stuff today. We had some great questions. Uh, There was one question here from Amir. Amir was asking about best video shots for the YouTube channel. I'll field this one real quickly before we kind of wrap it for the day. But Amir, focus on the customer experience, right? So that's what they're gonna wanna see. You wanna really come at it from their perspective. It's the same thing that we talk about when we talk about having a journey map and really getting down at the level of the customer and thinking about how that's gonna play out for them as they go through it. So don't focus so much on like, you know, the nitty gritty nozzle. That's interesting for us, right? But the whole show is what you're kind of looking to capture and you want to capture for customers who will give you permission, smiling faces, happy people, and shiny cars. So that's sort of the MO for that, for kind of a YouTube fun. So. To recap everybody, look, we came here today to come up with a magic formula to give you your time back in social. Spoiler alert from the beginning, there's no magic formula, but there are some things you can do to make it a little easier on yourself. And we talked about a lot of them today. One of those is to have that journey map. Another one is to have a content calendar in place that you are feeding. And then the other couple of things that we talked about today was set up yourself kind of an editorial board that you can bounce ideas off of that will help you feed the beast and help you execute. On a future episode, we're gonna get into something called the content production plan, but we're gonna save that for you because you all just took a large drink out of a fire hose. And so until next time, thanks to all the marketing panel experts for being on the program. Guys, nice job, thank you. Give yourself some, some applause, that's not easy work. And until next time, there's only one thing you need to do, keep it clean.
3: Car Wash, the podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.